Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome in to the Early Edge and our Week 12 College Football Mega Preview. We are getting down to it. Only a couple weeks left in the month of November. Then we're going to have Championship Week. And then, of course, bowl season comes up in about a month or five or six weeks. Now, if you are brand new to our little show, we are fully transparent. All of the odds are presented by our partners, the king of all sports books, BetMGM. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports slide, the best value in all sports betting and it's not close. There's so much information in Sportsline. We're just liaison. Real quick, let's take a look at how my guys did last week. Kind of a ho-hum week. We won some. We lost some. But as I always tell you, if you're a Sportsline member, all the Sims, the articles, you guys had a killer week in college football. Now, you come here for a reason. For my three stars of the show. Let's bring him in, Snake. You know him. You love him. My man, AB is here. Our five tool player. My man, EC is here. Can't have a sellout at Arizona. That's embarrassing. And my man, Chip Patterson is here. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Chip and AB, I would love your thoughts on the fact that the same university that we have to hear about every single week can't even sell out their game this week. Chip, what are your thoughts on that? Does that sound like a serious football program, AB? I mean, AB, does that sound like a program that is serious about trying to compete at the highest level, or or is that a is that a is that a university that's just moved on to basketball season? Are you so hot and bothered by what your Wildcats did in Cameron? Which, by the way, what what we say, Coach? Take the Wildcats and the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And AB, do you think that sounds like a serious football program? No, it doesn't. But also, I just want to have more. Ooh, I'm so hot and bothered. <laughs> hey, listen, Caleb Love waving goodbye to the Cameron Crazies. Amazing. I mean, just just like chef's kiss through and through. Do you know the only thing that would be more embarrassing than that, Chip and AB, was if for the people that are loyal, the season ticket holders, if they... I don't know. I'm just throwing an idea out there. Maybe offered free tickets to those that have them to try to get them to bring their friends to the game. Would that be embarrassing? And so we're, we're papering this thing now, man. Apparently we're papering it. <laughs> EC, please tell me that's not true. Is that happening? All right. All right. So here's what happened as a loyal season ticket holder. I was offered two additional free tickets anywhere in the stadium to uh, bring more friends than I already do to the games. It is disappointing. And yes, Chip, a lot of people have moved on to basketball season, but Arizona football is not used to winning. 
So they needed to, the fans are just getting back in the swing of things. EC, this is a chance for you to flip it. This is a chance for you to talk about the rewards of being a season ticket holder, about how good they treat you, and about how you you got to say you need to be a, a season ticket holder. I mean, take take all these arrows and flip them the other way. Turn yourself into a spokesperson for Arizona Athletics. It, Come on, it dog. Sa- it sounds to me like they're devaluing your season tickets. I'd be getting some money back. That's Let me tell about. you something. AB, I drive down. Every game, it's two hours each way. I get home at one in the morning for all these stupid Pac-12 after dark garbage. Okay, I am as loyal as they get, and I want to see a Pac stadium. And our fans, unfortunately, at times, are fair weather in this particular state. Not just Arizona Wildcat fans in this state. But yes, I will be there again for the sixth straight home game this season, and God knows how many in a row. And I will watch a victory, and we will talk about it on this program, I hope. <laughs> yes! That's what I'm talking about right there. That's where we needed to get to. That's the energy that I need for the show today. So what marquee game do we start with today? <laughs> Zona. 2.30 Eastern time on Saturday. Here we go. The Utes. The Utes are coming to town. Arizona, a single solitary point is all they are favored by. 5-0 and against the spread in their last five home games. Will that continue? The total is sitting at 44 and a half. So I would be remiss if I didn't have at least enough respect for you, EC, to let you go first. What do you got here? Oh, Coach, I am so excited. I have waited 12 weeks or whatever it is to get Arizona as one of the featured games. And the slate is so bad this week that we are now featured. It is a battle of ranked teams, by the way. And and it is shown on Pac-12 Network, which is a complete embarrassment. Such a joke. (laughs) Anyways, my Wildcats are seeking their fifth straight win for the first time since 2014. That's why people haven't gotten on board yet. Listen, they're on a a three-game win streak against the AP Top 25 for the first time since 1992. They haven't won four straight against ranked opponents since 1989. Now, Utah hasn't won uh, two road games against ranked teams ever. They beat USC, if you remember that one. They're 1-3 and three on the year, Utah is, when allowing 21 or more points, and 7-0 and oh when allowing fewer than 21. So that is the magic number. Now, we know UNLV, as we talked before the show, UNLV is the best team in college football against the spread at 9-1. and one. Arizona's 8-2, and two, and they're 5-0 and oh against the spread against ranked teams. So you know what that means, Coach? Do you think I'm going to pick against my alma mater on this show in a featured game? No way Absolutely not. I was going to use another word. You can Arizona, say hell no. It's okay. Say hell no. Uh, hell no. There you go. There Arizona, you go. Arizona 23, Utah 17. Book it. <laughs> you know what I want to happen. And Chip, as I come to you, because you also have an official play in this game, I would love nothing more, nothing more than for this game to end 24 24- to 23 with Arizona winning because Chip that would make you happy and that would just irk the heck out of EC what do you like in this game yeah I like Arizona winning this football game uh number one we've got Utah away from South Lake City which just sort of like shrinks and shrivels up and can't really like get everything going in the right direction they they're not strong they're not as fast they're not as coordinated it's bananas that's just kind of the way it works especially on offense uh also this Utah team just like second road game in a row and you just, and this is a big theme for me this week is the rhythms of the season because Utah just poured it out in Seattle in a seven point loss to that undefeated Huskies team. Now you're going to Arizona where the Wildcats have been tremendous against the spread at home. Uh, I do think that Arizona being able to pull this off. If it was uh, at Utah, 
we might see Utah minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. That's how big of a significance it is with the fact that not only is Arizona at home where they're good, but Utah is not at home and the Utes have been bad on the road. Uh, full transparency for anybody that didn't watch last week, Utah did score a bunch of points against Washington. They did do that. But AB, you're leaning, but you're leaning in the same way as the other two. But you don't want to mess with that one point. It may not be important to some people, but it can be. Your thoughts? I don't want to mess with anything in this game. I agree. I'm going to roll with Arizona. I think the, the largest thing is Rue in the chat. Uh, when you let EC curse, that felt like when dad lets his son say a curse word. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, look, I, I can't go against Arizona. They just keep doing it week after week after week. So uh, nothing that I'm going to uh, to waste your time with here. Do it again. Make it prove them wrong. All right. Arizona again, 2.30 Eastern in the afternoon, 11.30 local time on the West Coast. Now, where are you going to bet Arizona? Well, I can tell you right now that new BetMGM customers can sign up today and get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome with bonus code EDGE200. That is bonus code EDGE200. Now, there are many good matchups this week that maybe are a little bit under the radar, like out in the West on CBS Sports Network. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Rick brings up a very good point. He says, Coach, you've already said lean twice. Only one lean left. All right, I've taken two from you, Say You can only say it one more time on the show before we start finding people. Now, the next marquee matchup. And, of course, you guys know where I'm going to start with this one. This is number one, Georgia. They haven't lost since 2014. They're going on the road to Tennessee. Minus 10 against your volunteers, A.B. And as I look at my notes, oh, my goodness. How hard was this for you to make? If anyone wants to let their uh, sons or daughters curse, as we did in the first uh, <laughs> this is where you're going to do it if you're a Tennessee fan. Georgia, minus 10. Tennessee has been found out. Their offense is a fraud. They can run the football. Don't get me wrong. When they do it, they do it as best as anybody in the country. That being said, Missouri showed the blueprint of how to dismantle Tennessee, and they did it to perfection last week, and Georgia will do it to even more perfection this week. Tennessee can't throw the football. Josh Heupel does not trust Joe Milton to throw it down the field. He simply does not. So why don't they go to the backup quarterback? The backup quarterback is a guy named Nico Ambaleva that is a true freshman, and they're not going to let him play against Georgia. So 
Tennessee is going to be out of this game by halftime because they're going to be down by 21 points and they're not going to be able to run the football. Take Georgia. Don't even hesitate. Do it. Move on. Find something else. Even though the game will be fun, it'll be exciting, but take Georgia. <laughs> Chip, you agree with this, yes? Oh, I am. And by the way, this is the SEC on CBS Game of the Week, so you will be watching the Bulldogs cover with <laughs> and look, Calhouns will still have great energy, right? Vol Navy will still be out in full force. The, the, the scenes and the atmosphere will be fantastic until about midway through the third quarter as Georgia is absolutely blitzing Tennessee. Might even be close at halftime, which is why I want to jump on the full game right here with the Bulldogs. So, one great thing that we've learned about a lot of college football teams is that now that we've got 10 games of data points, we can start to identify where preseason ideas might have been a little bit off because early in the year, we knew that Joe Milton was not it and that Tennessee was not going to have an offense like it had last year. But we're like, but that's okay. They do run the football well. I agree with AB. But we thought that that defense was going to be the kind of group that could really hold it down. And then we realized something, y'all. We realized that... They played Virginia. They played Austin P. They played UConn. That throughout piecing together this non-conference schedule and beating up on some of the worst teams in the SEC East, Tennessee's defense looked big and mighty when it just ain't it. It's a good defense, like top 30, top 40-ish in different categories, depending on where you look. But they are going to have their hands full with Carson Beck because this passing attack has gotten better as the season goes on. I love the way that Beck picks apart defenses, kind of throws little like suck little, little jabs in the early rounds and then hit you with that haymaker over top. So I, I love Georgia full game lay the 10. This is a two touchdown win. Kevin in the chat says Tennessee won't score more than 14 and the dogs won't score less than 30. He's so right. I read that. I read that to now come to EC because you don't need to say what you're doing because it's not an official play, but I'm going to tell the good people that you like Tennessee plus the 10. And oh. I would love, I would love it yourself. Well, listen, coach AB has been a, a vocal supporter of the university of Arizona. So I thought I was giving one back to him here. Apparently not. Sorry, A.B. I, listen, Tennessee has covered in eight of their last nine games at home. They've won 14 straight at Neyland Stadium. They haven't given up more than 20 points at home all season, albeit, as Chip said, who have they actually played. And at what point does Georgia start looking ahead to Alabama in the SEC championship game? They're not worried about Georgia Tech next week. Do they take Tennessee a little bit lightly? I think the Volunteers got caught with their pants down last week looking ahead. I think they're going to be focused this week. I know I'm out on a limb here. Not an official play, as you said, Coach. Georgia 26, Tennessee 20. Normally, I would buy into the look ahead with some teams, but this is a playoff team. They can't look ahead past anybody. They lose. They're out of the playoff. No, they're not. No, they're not. They can lose this game and still get in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Chip, okay, am I, am I right you, here? Do you think? Okay, they could. Do you think they want to live in the world yes. of good? Could. I don't think it's any no. doubt. I think uh, they're not willing to risk it. Let me say this. Let me yeah. say this. I've been around Kirby Smart just enough to understand he didn't overlook a damn thing. Like whatever's on topic for that week is on focus for that week. He ain't over. Uh, he ain't overlooking anything on the road in the SEC. Nah, bro. <laughs> what we are witnessing 
is someone who has mastered the 15 game schedule who understands that if you mess around for a half with South Carolina or a half with Auburn, as long as you can get right, it's about playing your very best football here at this time of year. Cause these are going to be the games that decide your legacy. I, I think Kirby Smart's done a masterclass because they're playing their best football right now. They're getting healthy at the right time. That meant having to make some tough decisions, sitting guys, relying on some young guys. They have gone through this entire season. I mean, think about big, bad lad McConkie. He didn't even play until like the eighth game of the year with a bad back because they said, lad, we don't want you to mess this up. We need you when it's winning time. I, I am so thoroughly impressed with the way that this Bulldogs coaching staff has handled this season. Georgia, Georgia plays itself. Georgia plays itself every week. They don't play an opponent. They play themselves. AB, like your home couple. field advantage, your home field advantage at Neyland Stadium, 110,000 people, the majority going against Georgia. No Brock Bowers. That has to mean something, you would uh, think. Hey, Brock's back. Oh, he is back? Oh. Yeah, he played last week. Yeah. Oh, I shows you what I know. I was. <laughs> you want to you go back for 15 seconds, AB? You want to go? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen Tennessee lose a lot of games in Neyland Stadium. I I rep Tennessee. I love them to death, but this ain't their week. It ain't their week. All right. Game number three. And somebody in the chat says, Washington plus two and a half seems very, very fishy to me. And I agree with that person. Very fishy to me for a team that is on the brink when one of those top four teams loses. This will be the team to move into the top four if they stay undefeated. And remember, Ohio State and Michigan, inside the top four, will be playing each other at the end of the season. So Washington right now, as EC in our production meeting alluded to, if they win out, they're in. He is right. So as I look at my notes, we've got picks from all three. So where do I start? Well, let's start with the EC side of things because you believe that this could be the week, EC, that the dreams of Husky Nation could be coming to an end. Talk to me. Coach, of all the picks on the board this week, this is my absolute favorite, including my alma mater. I love, love Oregon State minus two and a half. We saw this line open up as with Washington being the favorite and it keeps drifting more in the Beavers' direction. Now, the last two games that these two teams have played have been decided on a walk-off field goal won by the home team, Oregon State two years ago, and then Washington last year, each by three points. But Oregon State at home has such an advantage. They're 16-1 uh, they're straight up at home since 2021 and 16-1 and against the spread at home. They are 12-0 and against the spread in their last 12 Pac-12 games, say that five times fast, at Research Stadium. They are 17-6 and against the spread total in the last two seasons. Washington has been, uh, their play has not been crisp for at least five weeks now. I think this is the week they get tripped up. Oregon State 30, Washington 24. Absolutely love it. Capper Taylor says Corvallis in November. All right, AB. I love nothing more than when you get riled up. I love nothing more than when somebody says, AB, you ain't right. Oh, floor is yours, sir. Washington has everything to prove in this game. And let me say this, their trip up week was last week against Utah and they still won. That said, what does Washington need to do to get to the college play, play, football playoff? Win out. They are going to put everything into this game. I don't disagree 
Corvallis, you see that number there for Oregon State playing at home. 16-1 against the spread last 17. That's strong. Also, remember this. The quarterback for Washington is also playing for the Heisman Trophy. And you might say, well, if you look at the odds, Bo Nix is ahead of him. Guess what? He's already beat Bo Nix. All he has to do is win out as well. So you're talking about a team going to the college football playoff, the quarterback winning a Heisman Trophy, and this is exactly the time and the week to do it. Give me Washington State. I'd take it with the money line, but if you're going to give me points, I'll take those. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I can't help, Chip, but do you, do you smell that? Do you, do you smell that, Chip? It's fragrant. It is fragrant. It smells it smells a lot like a showdown. I can't be I can't be sure, but it sure smells that way. Gentlemen. I mean, AB, if you want, if you really would like it, I no, am no, open no, to no, it. no 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 no. You just said this is my favorite set of the it is. What do you mean if he likes it? This I'll, should be I'll, I'll go ahead and answer. EC, I'll go ahead and answer for it. Because it smells <laughs> like what the snake is cooking. That was a late video drop. Showdown. I guess oh, hit the snake, music. Snake is following the rules. Nobody has said play the music. Snake, yet. hit the music. I mean. Snake is if not all about the rules. So we got a showdown. Now, here's a little uh, here's a little thought. We didn't agree whether it was money line, which AB said he would do, or the two and a half. What's I'll the number? Two and a half. Oh, he gets the points. I'll give him the points. Okay. okay. All right. There it is. Two and a half. Oregon mm-hmm. State for AC. Washington plus two and a half. Very fishy. But he'll take the two and a half points. 30 to 28 would be awesome. All right, Chip, you and I just get to sit on the sidelines and watch all that stuff happen, which we absolutely love. Now, you also have a pick in this game, and sometimes when you got two really good teams, they can cancel themselves out. What do you like? Yeah, I really like jumping on the total here because I think it's a true coin flip. And on the spread real quick, I think it would surprise a lot of uh, college football fans that Washington's power rating is closer to Oklahoma than it is to any of those other teams up in the top five. Uh, They have flaws defensively and their inconsistencies throughout the season have had them adjusted in a way that I think their power rating doesn't match their poll ranking. And that's why you see this spread as such. Anyway, let's talk about how you win a football game. Let's talk about how you keep your opponent from winning a football game. Because for all the talk about DJ Uyunglele, the true heart of this Oregon State offense really is Damian Martinez. The sophomore running back already has over 1,000 yards on the season. He leads the Pac-12. And that offensive line is awesome with the way they're able to move bodies and create space. And when you're running the football, What Oregon State would be doing is limiting the number of times that Michael Penix can touch the football. On the other side, I do think that as your Oregon State, what you're going to be trying to do is see if you can mix up your pressures, uh, you know, get Penix a little bit off schedule, which is where we might see Dylan Johnson, the Washington running back who's come on in the last two weeks. We might see a heavy dose of that as they are trying to work the ball against Oregon State. So if I got two teams where it's totally sensible within the game plan that we're going to try to rely on our running backs then yes, I'm going to love being able to get the under, especially with a key number of 63 in a hook. Yeah, you can still have nine touchdowns, and this could still come in. Now, EC, 
The chat is all over you back in DJU. If only he hadn't stunk at another university. Oh, oh, ooh. oh, and that is EC's principle, right? Apparently. Oh, Apparently. no. So, your own I, principles. I am. I am. But I saw him play in person in Tucson the other week, and he stunk. I will admit that. With that said, Washington's play, as I said, has not been great lately. A lot of close games should have been tripped up already. This is the week DJ rises to the occasion, as painful as it is to say it, plays fairly well and gets the job done. The last couple of years when Georgia raised that trophy and they were had the O in the, the lost department, did anybody go, they almost lost Alabama? They all, nope. Nobody does that. Washington still has a big old fat O next to their name. But this is a beautiful thing. A.B. and E.C., two legends going toe-to-toe this week. I absolutely love it. Can I, can I say one thing why I like it? The quarterback, Michael Pittix Jr. for Washington, was committed to Tennessee and then left. Really? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was. Mm-hmm. Made a good decision. That's a good little Chick-fil-A nugget right there, A.B. Thank you. All right. It is now time for our board for the week. But before we get to that, as you know, it's felt very, very busy, has it not? That's because College Hoops has come out with bangers all week long, and we love hoops here at CBS. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Every time I hear the Bahamas, it makes me, it's a story I can't tell on the air, but it involves a former division one coach, his team study hall and overlooking the resort. That's all I can say, but it's a crazy story years and years ago. But for today, we're not talking Bahamas. We're talking our board right here, right now. And we like to divide it into two different slates, the early slate and the late slate. So EC, let me come to you. Because leave it to you to pick Ohio State to have to, what we used to call at ESPN, a 40-burger for you to cash. But apparently it doesn't scare you at all. Start us off. Well, Coach, we only need a 38-burger here because I'm going with their team total (laughs) over 37.5 at minus 125. Listen, in the game before Michigan, uh, since 2017, Ohio State has scored 52-52, 28, 52, 56, and 43. They've been over this, well over this, five out of the six times. They've scored 35 and 38 in the last two weeks. Oh, by the way, Minnesota gave up 49 to Purdue last week, a team that hadn't scored more than two touchdowns in each of its previous four games. Now, we talked about Heisman trophies in the last, uh, with the Washington pick with Penix Jr., but how about Marvin Harrison? You know, he had three touchdowns last week. Uh, will Ohio State feed him before the Michigan game to help his Heisman contention? I think he's 5-1 to one right now at BetMGM, something like that. 
The under is eight and two in Ohio State games this year. So that's why I'm not going to take the overall. I could see them shutting them out. But I'm rolling with the Ohio State team total over 37 and a half. Ohio State 42, Minnesota 17. All right. And then I don't know how I found this one, coach. And I was afraid to even make a pick on it because I don't know much about these two teams. We're going Rice and Charlotte over 47 and a half. So one team has scored at least 34 points in eight of the 10 Rice football games. The last three Charlotte games combined point totals 54, 59, and 82 going in the wrong direction for their defense. Rice has given up 29 a game. Charlotte's given up 27 a game. Both of those combined, my math skills, over 47 and a half. The last two years when these two teams have played, 55 and 79 total points. I really don't know who's going to win this game. I know it's going over 47 and a half. Give me Charlotte 30, Rice 27. You all know how much I hate saying this. I actually agree with you, EC. I think that's a great play. Rice has been an over team all season long. Charlotte played well last week, scoring after score after score. So I like that play. I also do not know how you found it. I agree with you there, too. Make sure JT Daniels is cleared to play. I thought about that. So I'm expecting him back. He has 21 touchdowns on the year. The backup quarterback last week, though, wasn't bad, though, Chip. And they've got... They've got Luke McCaffrey as their number one receiver. Who would have thought? Former Nebraska quarterback. Rice, as coach said, they've been an over team. We're going to stick with it. I, I do not disagree with the pick. I was just adding, so, you know, for everybody, I right? want to educate and entertain uh-huh. Uh-huh. A, a check-in because people get this show at different times. Yep. A check-in mm-hmm. on the status of Rice quarterback JT Daniels. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. When you have another person on the show that hosts his own brand, that's the kind of stuff you get right there. It's next level kind of stuff. Not everybody thinks that way. Chip, thank you very much. Now, AB, I got to come to you next. Because if I see a total in an Oregon game that's less than 55, my Ducks can do it on their own. And this week, we got a total less than 55. So where are we going? We're dealing with some uh, odd over-unders here in the uh, Allen Bell household. Number one. (laughs) Car wrecks over too much. We don't like that one. Number two, whichever one of my idiot friends signed me up for McDonald's jobs, and they've texted me 600 times <laughs> over the last few days. A good prank, but also not a good over-under. But the one that we do like is exactly that, Coach. Oregon, Arizona State, over 53 and a half because the same thing that we said about Washington is the same thing we're going to say about Oregon. They have to win out. They have to do everything that they can, and style points matter. So, quite frankly, I think that Oregon gets to 40-burger land, all right, not McDonald's land, all right, <laughs> on their own, and Arizona State, they'll score some points too. So, yeah, over 53-and-a-half, let's get it. I absolutely love that play. I love betting on Oregon. By the way, uh, as you were talking, um, I found a little soccer game. I played BTTS just personally. It literally is is hitting as I'm doing the show. <laughs> I swear to God, I just hit a BTTS. <laughs> That's next level capping right there. <laughs> True One of the story. world's best. One of the world's best. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right. Now, one of college football's best. The last few weeks had been the Ville, but they kind of stubbed their toe chip a little bit. But this is a new week. I need two from the early slate, please. All right, we're going to start with those Louisville Cardinals because you're right, they look bad. They look stinky, but not good. Almost lost to Virginia, almost lost at home. But I think that Jeff Brom 
now has that extra rest, right? That extra time to correct those mistakes and help refocus this group going into the game that can clinch Louisville's spot in the ACC championship game, conference finale for the cards. So I'm going to go and I'm going to take them because consider these two positions. We played bad, but we've got a lot of time to get it right. And we have an advantage in rest on our opponent. We just poured our hearts out against our rival only to come up short. And now all of a sudden we've got to get up off the mat. I mean, you want to talk about what they're doing with tickets. I mean, this is like a buy one, get four free at Hard Rock Stadium. (laughs) If Louisville really was going to get like, you know, put in a tight position, it wouldn't be at noon on a beautiful, sunshiny mid-November day. So I think the Louisville's going to go out with a good mindset. Miami's defense is good enough to make it difficult, but ultimately over the course of 60 minutes, one of these teams has much better stakes. One of these teams has performed more consistently throughout the season. They definitely had less clunkers on the sideline and on the field. So yeah, give me uh, Louisville to get the job done. If there's a letdown look-ahead type spot, I might be looking next week in that Louisville-Kentucky game, not here in the ACC finale. I love that, but I also wouldn't mind going to the Big Ten. Can we go to the Big Ten? Yay, we can. All right. So, is there going to be a hangover from Michigan's emotional win against Penn State? I love you, man. We might have a hard time getting started. So, here's what we're going to do. Maryland is down bad. They're down really bad. The 13 to 10 win against Nebraska just saved them from having to put bowl eligibility on the line in Piscataway against Rutgers. That is not a spot Mike Loxley wanted to be good on coach locks to be able to get that done. But I do think that Michigan could stumble into college park, be a little bit slow starting and Maryland, you know, I think that they are just going to be pouring it out for their final home game. Try and get yourself as deep into it as possible. Over the course of 60 minutes, again, I do think that Michigan will be able to roll, but I do like jumping on Maryland in the first half plus 10 and a half. It's a really smart way to play some games. It's not just straight totals and sides. By the way, Snake, get your finger on that block button for me because Rick says Buckets texted coach that soccer play. You might be an OG, Rick, but I will block you as fast as I can hit that button. Or Snake can hit that button. Buckets texted me nothing. Now, we got to move to the late slate. And EC, as I look at my notes, there is a team that in years past has been all about defense, all about hard work. But now they're playing overs into the 80s. This is insane. So let's start with LSU. And I need two from the late slate, if you don't mind. All right, Coach, here's what we got. Let's go LSU's team total over 49 and a half at what? minus 120. And now get this. Hold on. They're okay. 10-0 to the over this year, 14 straight overs, and 16 to the last 17. It's the longest over streak in, in FBS football since at least 2000. I used the same stat last week, just updated it one more week. That's what it is. <laughs> in their last three, Georgia State, the other defense hasn't been so good. They've given up 44, 42, and 42 to Georgia Southern, James Madison, and Appalachian State. Ugh. Now, LSU is averaging about 46 points a game, which is second in FBS. That's great and all. But they're also trying to get Jaden Daniels a Heisman Trophy. What do you have, 600 combined yards last year or last week? So the incentive is there to kind of run it up. I'm going big on this one. LSU 56, Georgia State 17. 
I think that hits the over of 71, but I feel more confident with the LSU team total 49 and a half. And then let's go with an under coach. And you can understand me on this one. Iowa State and Texas under 47 and a half. Eight straight meetings between these two teams under this number. Texas lost his best offensive playmaker, Jonathan Brooks, their running back, to a torn ACL last week. You've got two top 30 scoring defenses combined or that are giving up under 20 points per game each. For Texas, the unders hit in all six games against unranked opponents. For Iowa State, the under has hit in eight of its last nine home games. Texas 24, Iowa State 20 hit the under. Did you just say to me, even you can understand yeah. this? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. You do. Yeah, you get it. Keep talking. Now you do. I mean, I, I, I'm speaking for you. When is the exact day that I send out the thank you email for your contributions? Do you want to show down on my under? <laughs> Whoever said that? I was talking about insulting my intelligence, and you went to a showdown? This is going to be, Coach, this is going to be the first time that someone on air was blocked live in the show. <laughs> It's a very good idea, AB. Snake, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> this dumps him out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I believe there was somebody on the show last week, AB, that we were talking about the Missouri. Ah, oh, Missouri stinks. Oh, and what did they do? What did Missouri go out and do, EC? They laid it on. They laid it on. So this week in the late slate, A.B., you're leaning in to those same Tigers from Columbia. Let's start there. Love them. Missouri is looking great, playing good football. Absolutely. We're going to take the minus 11 and a half against Florida because, one, Florida, their defense can stop a nosebleed, and Missouri can run it, throw it. They can do it all. I love this quarterback and the running back, by the way. Uh, kid from Truman State. He is showing out. So I like Missouri here. I think that Florida's probably going to be about the time that they start mailing this thing in for the season, and Missouri will dump points on them left and right in the second half. So let's take Missouri there, minus 11 and a half. And then we look at the question, because we played this team the last couple weeks, and they've come out for us. We're going to take Kentucky, minus one and a half on the road against South Carolina? Yeah, I know that the Gamecocks looked good last week. The Gamecocks stink. And Chip, I know that you'll back that one up. I don't like anything to do with South Carolina. Everything that they say sounds great. Everything they do on the field is not great at all. That being said, it's not fantastic with Kentucky either, but they're a much better team. They're much better coached. Give me the Wildcats here. Minus one and a half. Yeah, I'll take it. My apologies, A.B. I got a little distracted because, as you know, as the host of this brand and the person who, who runs it most of the time, I'm big on respect, right? Big on respect of your time and what you're doing, correct? Do we preach Absolutely. that all the time? Yeah. So here's what's written in the chat. Jeff says, keep it up, E.C. You may not get a Christmas card from Coach. <laughs> Jeff is funny. <laughs> he is funny. Until E.C., response and says this oh zero chance he gets me one basically <laughs> anyway as you were giving out your dissertation for kentucky and missouri disrespectful all i heard is go wildcats so i'm happy now full disclosure 
I never let my guys talk to each other before the show. We want all the picks to be their own, and then we piece it all together, and it flows because I'm a master. But today, today, the great minds of Chip and the mind of EC are matching up in our late slate. Chip, I don't know if you should feel good about this or a little like this. Your thoughts? The good news is I've got a lot, but first we need to celebrate it because we like to say when we have a lock agreement, we let the children sing. Love the kids. That's love like the, kids. the start of a nappy root song. I love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we got the two best defenses in the big 12. That's in terms of yards per game. That's in terms of yards per play, but that's not the thing that's most exciting about jumping on the under here. It's because we have two absolutely putrid red zone offenses. The reason why Texas even has a one in the loss column is because they had, I don't know, seemed like 17 red zone trips against Oklahoma and just came away with field goal, field goal, field goal, failed fourth down conversion, field goal. Iowa State, kind of the same thing. Not a very good red zone offense at all. So even if these defenses, which again, rate as the two best defenses in the Big 12. Even if these defenses are allowing some yards between the 40s or between the 20s, I don't trust either offense to be able to get touchdowns out of those red zone opportunities. Let's throw in that if you like Iowa State, it's got to be a lower scoring game for them to be able to hang in it. That goes into your game plan. That goes into your approach. So I'm also on the under 47 and a half. Now I actually like the under in the Iowa State game. Is it crazy how my, my mind just flips so quickly in the show? It really, really is. Uh, Jarvis says, I'm watching this over for sure. It'll be just as entertaining the second time as it will be the first. I promise you that. All right. Trying to see if I missed anything. No, no, no. Blocked there. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Now grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here's a recap courtesy of my man, the snake. Now, look at all of the plays right there. Look at all the plays. Let them soak in. We'll leave it up there. Take a screenshot if you want, but you know you don't come just for the recap. Now, I'm going to ask my guys. We're going to do something different today. Look at the other plays because we do this on our prop show, and I think it works really well. AB, I'm going to start with you. Of the plays that EC and Chip have, what's your favorite? So I have two. Uh, the first one being the over-under of the snake in promotions becoming the official executive producer of the show. That's an over-under we love. So we love that over-under. Let's 100%. go. I want to make sure that we shouted that one out. Number okay. two is Louisville. Minus one. I absolutely love this play. I was so, so close to going with the exact same one. Well done. Yeah, give me Louisville there. EC, talk to me. All right. I, this is a tough one. I mean, I want to say I love Chips, Texas, Iowa State under 47. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of biased to that one. You know what I'm going to go with? I actually like AB's SEC plays that he just gave out. I like Kentucky minus one and a half at South Carolina. I do like Missouri minus 11 and a half against Florida. I was wrong about them last week. I should have trusted AB with knowing his own team, Tennessee. I was wrong. So I'm going to roll with those two SECs. As far as Chip goes, I, you know, I uh, I do like that uh, Washington, Oregon State under 63 and a half. I, my score prediction was well below that number. So I think that's a great pick as well. So, the only, the only, oh, sorry. Sorry, Chip. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say um, Kentucky minus one and a half. South Carolina is an absolute like train wreck right now. Just a, a messy, poor execution. Their talent level isn't good. They got guys who are basically softly 
you know, working out on the side, but never showing up in games. Don't, don't, don't like that at all. Uh, I, like, I agree with you, Kentucky, not perfect, but a better football team, period, and definitely better coaching. Uh, and then also, I, I really think that that Ohio State team total over 37 and a half is it's a lot to trust Honda McCord. I know that you wanted me to give a pick that I supported, but hey, that's, hey, that's you go way. You I get it. it. I get it. That's okay. That's okay. Classic chip. Oh, I refuse to pick one of ECs. I refuse. I don't blame him. I get it. Uh, uh, real quick, anybody want to take this one? Jeff wants to know, is there uh, a lean on the Wisconsin game? I don't even know who they're playing, to be honest. Minus four and Nebraska. a half. Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska. Anybody want to take this one? So Nebraska's quarterbacks are – their heads, pets' heads are falling off. I mean, they are just absolutely a mash unit offensive line and quarterback position as well. But, man, it's going backwards fast for Wisconsin here in year one. This is one of my biggest disappointments – at the power conference level in terms of an individual team that has fallen short of not only mine, but Vegas's preseason expectation. I think the Badgers have to be up there as one of the top ones. So that, that kind of disappointing team late in the year, uh, that's a coin flip because you don't know what kind of team you're going to get. Are they, is it a circle the wagon Saturday or is this just going to be more falling short of expectations? Yeah, our, our man, our man Jarvis in the chat said it best. What do you say? Fade Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, Jarvis, also, don't take Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like you can say yeah, that's also true. <laughs> just don't bet the game. Just don't bet the game. That's I mean, it's a game you just stay away from. That's what you do. By the, by the way, you know, here at the early edge, we love to like throw out for you guys to go look at good content, always making yourself smarter. That's what we're all about. Have you guys seen the video? And I don't know what week it was from. It could be even this week of Matt rule and his pregame speech on breast cancer awareness. If you guys haven't seen this speech, yeah. I watched it on Instagram last night twice. It is strong. I don't care what you think about Matt Rule as a coach. This dude had, I mean, wow. Oh, Matt Rule is awesome. I love him. I know it didn't work out with the Panthers, but Matt Rule is awesome. I, I, I dig him. Yeah. I, I, I now do, too. I yeah, mean, just awesome. go and watch this, and then let me know on Twitter. Once you guys go and find this speech, and, it, like, if you find it on Instagram, it, like, takes, like, five different dots for it to – like the whole thing, swipe through all five. I promise you, it's amazing. Now, we have one more little issue that we've got to get to because weeks ago, EC went behind my back and got the bosses to agree to a parlay every single week. And this week, you've included little old me. And that's very nice of you, EC. So the Jace parlay is what? Well, it's all alt lines, coach, because obviously I can't pick a Kansas game to save my life with a normal line. So I'm going to try alt lines for all of them. Going Kansas plus 14 and a half at home against Kansas State. Kansas State great at home on the road. We'll see. I don't know about Kansas's quarterback situation, but I think 14 and a half is a lot of points getting at home. Tennessee plus 17 and a half. We talked about it earlier in the show. I like him to lose by six. Chip says what? 14. AB says 100. I think 17 and a half is a good compromise. So we'll take the points there. North Carolina plus 13 and a half at Clemson. Has Clemson beaten any real team by that many this year? I don't think so. I don't think North Carolina is going to win, but I think that game will be close. And just in case things go sour in Tucson, I don't think Arizona's losing by more than a touchdown. They haven't all year against any team. So we're going to play Kansas plus 14 and a half, Tennessee plus 17 and a half, UNC plus 13 and a half, and my Wildcats plus seven and a half at plus 299 odds, coach. Interesting. I think two legs lose outright. Uh, Tennessee loses by more than that. 
Kansas okay. will probably lose by more than that. Uh, Chip, your thoughts on the Jays parlay? I think North Carolina can win on the field. <laughs> I mean, you like, like I mean, just if you need to swap one out, make that North Carolina money line. Let's go. <laughs> that would raise like plus eight hundred right there. So you like North Carolina? AB, your thoughts on the Jays parlay? Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um, I think the more interesting thing is our man Kevin Lucas in the chat saying he's gonna tweet me from Williams Bryce Stadium, South Carolina. Uh, Kevin's awesome. He's the one that sent the South Carolina care package after they kicked Tennessee's rear. Uh, so Kev is the man, dude. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, now, we had somebody tweet at us from or in the chat from the Purdue Arena the other night before yeah. the Xavier Purdue game. That's next level early edge loyalty right there. And eventually, and again, I'm working on this as hard as I can. When we get merch up and running, I want pictures from wherever you guys are at. We're going to do contests. We're going to do the whole thing. I promise you. And it's going to be worth it because we've been working so damn hard on it and long on it. But you guys have been patient. I appreciate it. All right, gentlemen, another really, really average show good job today <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right that's all the damage that we can do you know there's only one thing left to do though and i believe you all know what that is you've got your marching orders let's take all of these college football tickets straight to the pay window for my tie crew level five tool player ab ec my man chip and our executive producer of the entire brand Snake, never forget about him. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. That's what we're all about. Have a great day right here from the early edge. Good luck. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.